Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important to do your own research analysis before making any investment based on your personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our website or podcast and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Let me ask you something, man. Don't stop. I'm not finished yet. Do you ever ask yourself? Don't stop. I'm not when finished When are they ever going to stop? Do you ever ask yourself? When those bad boys are going to stop making all that money? What's up, my future one percenters? This is Marathon Money, brought to you by MarathonMoneyPlus.com. I'm Cam Jones, the prince of the stock market, a.k.a. your favorite billionaire's favorite thousandaire. And Kenny Coins, he back. What's up, man? What's good? What's good? What's good? Chilling. Hey man, how's everything going? It's going it, It's going pretty good, but the stock market is going pretty bad. At least not the stock market, but my stocks. They, it seems like the stock market picking on my stocks. You feel me? You want to know the truth, man? I think, I think people are just taking profit, man. I think people are just going in there, just panic selling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not really reflecting on the Dow. Um, I think a lot of the money that was put in last year is really propping up the Dow, the S and P, the Nasdaq. And like I, I, I don't know if I said it in a group chat. I've been in, I've been, remember I told you guys a few years ago, I've been doing the S&P, yeah. putting like $100 a month. That's the only thing right now besides my Stellar Lumen and DNT and NKA is saving my portfolio right now. That's the only thing right now. And Ethereum right now is saving my portfolio. Mm-hmm. Everything else is like, yo, it's just a big, huge red, <laughs> humongous red. Now S and P is holding up well. Even the Nasdaq, the Nasdaq uh, index shares are holding up well. I see. I think the Nasdaq is doing terrible. Now the Nasdaq index holding up well, not the yeah. not like certain stocks in there. Yeah, okay. So nah. I feel you. I feel you. That's what I'm saying. The Dow's holding up well. The S and P 500 holding up well. <laughs> not the stocks in them. I don't know what's going on, yeah. but, <laughs> Yo, but that's uh, that's one thing I want to kind of touch on too because it's not really like last year. Like last year when everything dropped, we immediately knew like, nah, this ain't this fake right here. Yeah, but y'all get y'all about to get some y'all getting some deals now. Right now, yeah. I feel like there's some deals, but since the Nasdaq. Since the averages aren't really down that much, it makes me think that stocks have a lot more to go down. Because if those indexes start to go down, well, that's going to take everything you, with it. You speaking a hundred percent facts? Because the people think it's bad now. The moment those index start flashing a negative eight hundred points, yo, brace yourself. Yeah. <laughs> them stocks finna fall. <laughs> them stocks finna fall. Because, like, they're going down now, you know, but this ain't this ain't really, like, how it's supposed to go. Usually the indexers, like, the leading indicator 
of how the rest of the market's gonna go. So it's kind of weird to see this. Um, and I still feel like we're still in a major overbought territory. Just the way everything looks, we're still in that territory of major overbought. So I gotta agree with you right there because while my portfolio was getting hit. You know, the Dow was still making new highs, and it was already overbought. So if it's making new highs overbought, then... But we all know these indexes, they can stay overbought for a while. It's not really... Like oh, yeah. Stocks, you know. For years. Right. They can stay overbought for years. And and a lot of the thing that a lot of people don't realize, um, an index staying overbought for years can make, can make a humongous difference and how big the drop will be. The longer it's overbought, the bigger the drop will be. Um, and that's why, like, when a 2020 happened, you see how big that drop was? That's because we was overbought for, like, six years prior. Two years into the... Two years at the end of Obama, four years of Trump. That was, like, overbought territory. And then now we're, like, even more overbought now. So it's kind of, like... You know, you kind of have to wait and see where we where we need to be. Um, but what do you think about the VIX? You know, I never, I don't really follow the VIX. I kind of, you know, I, I know um, Extro and our boy Jerron, they'll talk about it sometimes. When they start talking about it, that's when I start paying attention to it because they they the ones who watch the VIX. So when they say something about the VIX, it, it must be on a, it must be teetering towards a overbought or oversold level. Cause I got it. Cause I got into the VIX uh, back last year, the end of last year when it was low, like thirteen bucks. Mm-hmm. That actually played out well for me because I ended up selling it a few days ago, like around twenty five. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's it right there. Yeah, I sold it like a few days ago, around twenty five. So. I, I try to make I try to raise capital that way. Yeah, I sold off a couple things. Um, I sold off my my gamble shares, and I actually got to buy up. I sold them off at about eleven fifty, and I just bought some of them back yesterday at like nine dollars. Uh, I sold off my SLGG. Um, shoot, I sold off a couple. I sold off stuff that was winning still. That was, and I know that that kind of doesn't make any sense but if the if stuff is still dropping i'm like yo let me take let me take some of my winners get them off the table but i'm aggressively gonna buy them back you know what i'm saying yeah so you know i'm not one of those people that sell it and be like well i'm I'm gonna wait till it get to the bottom like man no i'm I'm gonna slowly get in at a at a cheaper price um but you know i uh Man, I forgot dude's name, man. He hit me up. I think it was on Instagram or Twitter, one of those two. And he was saying he wanted to buy some more um, AESE and something else. And I, uh, he, he asked me if it, if I thought it was a good idea. And right here, I do. And I told him that <clears throat> it's a good idea to add almost anything right here. But that's it. Do not go all in because of what we just said a couple minutes ago. If the yeah. indexes are hitting all-time highs and the stocks are going down, if the indexes go down, this is going to hurt. You it, know what I'm saying? It's going to hurt 10 times more because once everything kind of get 
I think this is more of a stock correction than a market correction. Mm-hmm. To tell I, you the truth, that's that's a that's that's a good term you use. Right yeah, there. it's more of a stock correction. Now, when everything gets back in line, because everything will get back in line. Everything look all twisted now. Gas shortage, people not working, <laughs> mortgages are not getting paid, rent not getting paid, people are not spending the stimulus check the way that they the Americans thought they're gonna spend the stimulus check. So, you know, people are not taking vacations, stuff like that. Everybody's worried about the vaccine. All this stuff puts everything at whack. So you gotta put all those stuff into play. We still can't travel internationally. We still can't do some of the stuff that would require like the stimulus check to work, that would require some of the funds into the economy. So when you got people, for example, somebody said this on, this is the only time where CNBC was right. <laughs> when you got people buying stocks and not buying the, not going into the stores and buying the products, those are not revenue gains. Right. Yeah. Those are all hype. That's all it is because they're not really come. Those companies are not really making money. So what end up happening is you get an overbought stock and you get tons of overbought stock. And then the companies are not really making money like that. So then you get all this humongous drop and that's how you get everything out of whack. The country was already out of whack. So now, when everything gets back in line, it's only going to be two ways. Either we're going to get back in line where we're the, all the stocks are back to making new highs and everything's all good like the past six years, or the Dow, S&P, and the NASDAQ, and the small cap, and the Russell all tank. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then the situation that we're in right now is it will go from three times to 15 times worse. So it's, it's all a... It's all a waiting period, you know. At the same time, you don't want you don't not want to be in the game, but you know it, it's kind of like being a game and take the chance you might take a L, or not being a game and take the chance that you might miss on massive profits. It's, right, that's just the investing game, right there. Yes, you know, that's, that's just the game. That's the game. Um, what do you see? Do you see any deals out here right now? Like, yo, I want to get in. Like, I, I don't think it's smart to like if you have a thousand. I don't think it's I don't think it's smart to throw the whole thousand in right now. But I think it's smart to dip in like a couple hundred right now. Um, you got anything <clears throat> that you think? I know we're gonna talk about this more in depth on Marathon Money Plus on on some well, plays. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna go off what everybody got from the government. If you got the twelve hundred, fourteen hundred, whatever the case may be, two grand, whatever, that's why I'm gonna go off. Cameron's right. I wouldn't throw the entire thousand at it unless you got like you got kids and you got like three thousand, four thousand dollars. Then yeah, throw <laughs> throw five, six hundred bucks. But honestly, to tell you the truth. There's no like major deals out here. Like there's nothing like that is like a super like this is a super deal. You know, because everything, every mo anything that was a super deal was a super deal last year. Mm -hmm. Disney, Carnival, 
all the airlines, yeah, all the shipping okay. companies. I was about to I was about to disagree with you a little bit, but if since you put it that way, I kind of don't because if you think about it, Disney. Now, obviously, compared to now, it's different. But when Disney was down there at like eighty dollars, that was a you gotta buy it deal. Like yeah, I don't that care, was a, go into debt, buy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> that was a super deal. You know what I mean? All the most of the thing, there's not really like. Like for example, like Tesla like dropped down to two hundred because of some not Tesla's fault, but something else happened. Mm-hmm. That's a super deal. That's like we know it's supposed to be at six hundred. That's a super deal. Like Tesla right now under six hundred is a deal. But right, right, super, right. It's not a super deal. Right. I'm, I guess I'm not, talking about deals. Any deals? Yeah, right now that deals. You like into. Tesla, Tesla's a deal because right now. It's under like six hundred bucks. Right. I, I was deal. telling, I was telling one of my friends, I was like, "Man, you, Tesla is a must buy under six hundred. Yeah, know? it's a must buy right now under six hundred. It's not a that's super a deal. deal. It's not. A super it's not deal. a super deal, but that's a deal. That, that's a that's a swing trade. Too. If you wanted to, if you was like, man, you wasn't really confident in it, but you want it, and you buy it right here, and then next week it go up 30, 40 bucks. You may want to be like, all right, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? That that may be a good swing swing trade too. Actually, all of these right here that I think are deals are probably really good swing trades. Yeah. Um, what you got? I'm my my one that I really like right here, and I'm about to say it's a risk, but it's all of it. I don't care if you're investing in Apple; it's a risk because if you invested in Apple, right? And let's say Warren Buffett just one day decided to dump all his Apple shares. Well, then Apple going to like five dollars. How much? How much shares does this man have? He got like five percent of Apple, five percent of the company, or something like that. Oh, yeah, man, I don't think it can go down to five dollars. That's crazy. If It'll you go unload, down, yo, if you unload millions of shares at one time, that thing's tanking. Yeah, that. Yeah, we saw that with with the unload of Jeff Bezos shares. But but I mean I'm just it I don't think it would go down to like five dollars. I was just making a point. No, I know I know what you, you mean. Know, but bro. but um, like Jeff Bezos was unloading shares and we saw it drop down for four four thousand. But but mine what I really what I really like right here is Bidu B I D U. I really like Bidu right here. Um, it's under the two hundred day moving average. Yep. Um, they are also getting into uh, smart cars in uh, Asia where uh, what are they trying to do? I think it's driverless. All this stuff is it's years down the road, but at least they setting themselves up for the future. And plus, I just think that they're just overall they're worth more than 64 billion, which is the market cap right now. Their high was $354. They down here at 186. I think that that's a good one that um, I want to dip in. And I want to throw out one more that I really like. It's an OD but goodie. I guess it's not really that old. DraftKings. Now, I really, DraftKings that went down to like in the $39 area, it may have been like Wednesday or Thursday. And I was really thinking like, yo, I should. I, because I sold a, I sold a put. At 35, because I'm like, yo, if it go below 35, I want it. And uh, I thought it was going to start to get there, but it, it it didn't. But I really think that DraftKings 
is a good buy, even right here at the mid 40s. But that, if you could have got it around forty thirty nine dollars, I should have just we should just did a podcast right there, right when it get went to thirty nine, we should have just hurried up and dropped the podcast. But uh, if you could get it somewhere right here, I think that that's a. I feel like DraftKings is close to a super deal. It's not, but it's close. I was I was gonna say the same thing with DraftKings, but do is is gonna be, because I heard a lot of analysts say with Badu is gonna make. This this is a stock that's gonna make you rich. I don't know about that because that could be five to seven years down the road. But Plus I'm gonna tell you something Asia. right now. Don't know. Yeah. I mean, everything yeah, in Asia, Asia risky, right? It's way more risky. <laughs> now I was looking at DraftKings. Now DraftKings could be a super deal, and the only reason why I'm saying that, if you look at the chart. It could be a super deal because it got to the point of where, because the last resistant level, really the like or true resistant level would be like thirty six. Right, that's Cam what I was saying. That's what I'm saying. Like thirty five, you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. So by what I'm looking at, if it's really gonna work out. I feel like we could see DraftKings go up to a hundred dollars in the next few months Hope when everything starts. Few crack. months, yo, yeah. By the end of the year, I could see I could see DraftKings close to a hundred dollars between ninety and a hundred dollars. I was just about that, to say that I think I'm just looking at their market cap. They sitting at eighteen billion, eighteen billion dollar market cap. Yeah. If we being realistic, what's the, not really the ceiling, but what's the max market cap in the short term? Excuse me. So, like, within the next three years, what's a reasonable market cap for them? I think that a reasonable market cap for DraftKings. In the next three years? The next three years is 100, is 100 billion. Which of would, course. Which would put them. A little bit over a hundred dollars, I think, because if they double from here, that's going to be forty. No, that would be okay. So that would be about forty billion if they double from here. So that would put them at ninety dollars. So that that would put them at like a hundred eighty dollars at a hundred. Yeah, hundred billion. That's yeah, yeah. But with everything they got going on, don't forget, uh, DraftKings actually invested like casinos, different platforms. Yeah. All that. Also, also so, you got they got Disney throwing a ton of money at them. You know. Yeah, they got Disney throwing a ton of money. A lot of people don't realize that once this pandemic thing is over, places like DraftKings, DraftKings just waiting for the sport world to really open back up like it used to be. Yeah, yeah. That's what the problem is. That's why I'm saying like once this this summer's kind of over, football step in, basketball get going again. You get soccer, all this stuff, Olympic sports, all this stuff. They're going. I forgot Draft about King. the Olympics this summer. Can you bet on the Olympics on DraftKings? I mean, you can bet sportsbook. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We I don't think figure you, it out. It's a sports. I know Olympic book. soccer. Olympic soccer, you probably can. Yeah. You know, Olympic basketball, you probably can. But I'm just telling you, is that DraftKings? Don't like. We got to be honest with you. DraftKings being at $44 right now has nothing to do with DraftKings performances. It has everything to do with the economy. Mm-hmm. Period. We have to understand that. That's why I'm saying, like, if it wasn't, think about when we got into DraftKings at 
If it wasn't for the pandemic, let's be honest with you, DraftKings would be sitting at at least minimum seventy five bucks right now, eighty dollars. Yeah, yeah. It was it was messing around there. And the high was seventy four thirty eight, and that was that, only in March. That was like mid March. That so so we got to look at past history. None of this drop has anything to do with DraftKings. It has nothing to do with DraftKings, in my opinion. There's nothing that DraftKings has done that was like, oh, this should be at thirty six forty four bucks. Right. They they beat earnings every time. Yeah, now I know they spend 30. they spend a lot of money on promotion. You know, so, but but from my research on DraftKings, they spend sixty five dollars to gain one customer. This is you know their analytics, but they make a hundred dollars per customer. How much did how much did if you ever look back at Netflix, Netflix spent almost one hundred and seventy five bucks to gain one customer that only made nine dollars. <laughs> look at them now. Hey, if I if I would have saw it, if Netflix in the beginning, I would have saw that. I have no way I would invest in. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, bro. But the problem is, Netflix is really the was the only thing out there. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. eventually, it'll even out. Right. See, DraftKings. At least you can say that. Oh, I spent sixty five dollars to gain a customer, but I make a hundred dollars a customer. But look, you have to look at it from this perspective. They're gonna make a hundred dollars a month off of that customer. That's sixty five dollars, probably one time, maybe twice. On one customer, so if that customer stays for a whole year, they make twelve hundred dollars while they only spend one hundred twenty. So that's almost like eight fifty in profit. Well, that that I they didn't break it down in the specifics. That could no, be, but but yeah, but, that could be. But I'm telling you, is it it's more like sixty five dollars one time. Yeah, right, 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 right. You know what I mean? But that so customer's that customer's there forever, basically. Yeah, that customer's there forever. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's worth it, you know. Netflix had a different hurdle to jump. People had to get used to watching things stream without commercial. Mm-hmm. Something they never done before. DraftKings not that hard. You addicted to gambling, you're gonna be there. <laughs> you watch sports, you're gonna be there. Period. That's what I'm saying. So like you're going to play. It's not that hard. That's why it costs less money to get a customer out DraftKings because a lot of it is adrenaline. Yeah, so to yeah, me, it's like yeah. DraftKings, if you're making, you're spending $65 per customer and you're making $100, and if we equate it to $100 a month times 12, they shouldn't be at where they're at. That's why I say $90 to $100 by the end. Just keep it at, let's just say $100 a year, right? They're still profiting more than the $65. Yeah, it's still, you still shouldn't be where it's at because you're making a profit. Exactly. It shouldn't even be where it's at. And this is kind of the beginning stages of DraftKings. That's why I say, 90 to 100 bucks. DraftKings will be a ha- uh, half a trillion dollar company. It's It will be that. Mm-hmm. Online gambling is coming. It will. Yeah. And we, hey, we've will. been talking about that on this podcast since almost the beginning. Online gambling yeah. and marijuana legalization. You know. Yeah, it's, hey, we, it's coming. It, like, has, it hasn't came yet, but it's coming. Don't worry. It's, it's, it's coming. coming. I would have thought this that. Is, I definitely would have thought that the marijuana legalization would have been here already, and then you would have saw those stocks take off. But you know, it's taken a very long time. Online, I think online gambling will be here before the marijuana legalization, though. No, of course, yeah. I, you know what? You want to know the truth? In the 1970s, everybody thought we would have flying cars by the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. 
We don't even have flying cars now. <laughs> We're just not figuring out how to self-drive cars. It it just the realistic expectation is not there. And that's where I agree. We're, we're not practical with ourselves. This is practical. DraftKick is making a $35 to $40 profit on a, per customer. That is really, really good for a beginning starting out company. That is extremely good. It's all, the, the cost is going to get cheaper once more people join. It's going to cost less and less for, for them to get a customer once you create a tipping point. That's, you got to remember that. That cost is never going to stay up high. It gets less and less once more people go on. Once you get past 20 million people, it costs less and less for you to get that person, the next person on because it becomes word of mouth. Right, right. I mean, eventually everybody starts talking about DraftKings. Eventually everybody want to try it. Then eventually, just like anything else, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, whatever, stock, Anything else, somebody wins like a million, two million dollars, and everybody want to take a shot. Right, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, it's the, the, once you get into those type of stuff, it's the odds. And that's the reason why I'm saying like 90, 100 odds, that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those are practical because it was already at 75, and it had nothing to do with DraftKings, it had everything to do with the economy. I think, People not spending money. I think I'm going to take a different approach on DraftKings than I took on. Square and Teladoc. So I think that, like, unless they have some big news come out, or some, not really like big news, but something huge that they're doing, I think that 80 to $90 is where I, I want to sell it and look to buy it back cheaper. Because at that point, the market, you figure the market cap going to be somewhere around $50 billion, you know, there's a point where you kind of say, you know, how are you going to get to, you know, the next level? If if it's not really that clear, it doesn't mean that the that the company's trash. It just means that there may be some downside there and you may want to take some profit somewhere around that area. So I'm, I'm going to take a different approach with DraftKings. I'm not going to marry it, but I'm going to be in a in a serious relationship with DraftKings. Yeah. <laughs> the investment world is starting to look a lot different with more people in it. Things can fall a lot faster and yeah. rise a lot quicker in this new economy. Too many people are able to trade. Yeah, I, yeah, I was about to say it's a lot it, because it's good when stocks are going up. But then when stocks are going down, it accelerates because those people, they sell too. Yeah. It adds to the selling pressure. So, so to me is that this is the world that Extro can strive in. You become a good technical analyst, you can probably figure it out where the momentum's going. Mm-hmm. The, everything's about momentum here. These last few years, everything was about momentum. Yo, how high can this thing go? How low can it go? Can I catch this at the bottom? Right. So it's DraftKings, Badu, Apple, all these companies out here that are you starting to see going down is can I catch this cheap enough where I can make myself a decent profit, 20, 30, 40%. Right. And that's going to be the game. That's going to be the game for a while. I agree with you right there, man. Um, 
yo, I think, you know, we, we had that, we close to the 30 minute mark, man, for normal marathon money, at least. <laughs> Got marathon money. Yo, what do you, what do you think about this gas shortage? Uh, man, I don't think, well, you know, I don't know if it affects you, but it don't affect me. It um, don't affect me, bro. So, so the, it, it, the gas shortage is only in like the southern states, southeast, so Florida, Atlanta, yeah. North Carolina, South Carolina, Louisiana. It's not really, you know, I'm in Ohio, you in New York. You know, when I when I drive past the gas station, it's nobody there, you know. Yeah. So I can't really speak on it because I can't relate. I think that for them to have, for this, for them to get hacked and cause all this, that's a big problem. Like going, <clears throat> going down, go, going down a rabbit hole real quick that doesn't have to deal with stocks. Uh, hopefully, you know we don't get bad comments. <laughs> but I've been telling my friends for a long since I was in college that the the most dangerous weapon <clears throat> is um for like terrorist and warfare is like chemical warfare or like um if you could control the weather sicknesses any type of disaster now y'all know you, you probably like man what are you like, things that ain't got nothing to do with gas you know, but no 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 i get what you think things that are, are supposed to be natural if you can figure out how to control them i get exactly. what you're saying exactly uh, you know breaking down the power grids hacking a power yeah. grid you know imagine if they hacked a power grid and it took out you know half of the united states for like months at a time that's we'll be going terrible. To, we'll be we'll be in the dark ages for yeah, ex we we probably be at war with ourselves. Yeah, you go back to the you understand like how how people minimize power. People minimize that. We minimize it because, bro, we got light everywhere. Everything's working. Right, exactly. You don't know the moment somebody messes with that power grid, how quickly we can go back to the dark ages. We look like everything, Flintstones out here. <laughs> everything got to be done between 8 o'clock or 7 a.m. to about 4 or 5. Like, you literally have only have like a 7, 8-hour day. That's it. Then after that, you spark in that camp. Yeah, you spark. And <laughs> hey, don't let it be true. winter time. Don't let it be winter oh, time yeah. out here. Think going outside, bro. You don't understand the dynamic that would change. Like half of this world, half of our country's popular, half of our country's companies would immediately have to shut down. Immediately. So, 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 like when I look at that, that gas shortage, and it happened because of a hack. Yeah. Like that's really scary to me. Like, yo, that's just gas. Imagine if they, like I said, they hacked a power grid. They took out power from from certain spots of the country or whatever they they could create something that um i heard i don't know this for sure this is stuff that i was like reading when i was a little bit younger but um there's a way to do like weather modification and stuff and i i know like back then i was reading like terrorists were working on weather modification so if you could do something where you could you could do something where you can make a hurricane come or something like that i, I don't know that's real powerful also you know, yeah, it's extreme. You can anything, anybody, anybody who control anything that's supposed to be natural, it's already dangerous in itself. Right. 
Because just the natural, like a hurricane building up itself, reaching the category five, that's already dangerous in itself. Now you got somebody <laughs> who can control it, who can make two or three happen at, at once. That's huge. But I always knew this, though. The thing about it is, like, I remember I said this about, like, two years on a podcast. We're, enter- we're entering a dangerous world because if something ever happens to technology... We will lose money so fast. And we're, let's be honest, me and you and anybody between the age of 24 all the way to 50, we're the only people that knows the world without technology. Mm. We, we we do. We know what it's like to play outside. We know what it's like to be in the house before dark. Ride your bike. Or ride your bike. We know what it's like before Steve Jobs created the iPhone. We know what it's like to hear the clicking noise on the on the button feeling on the phone. Yeah. You know what it's like <laughs> to when your mom tell you not to go outside, but she leave the house to go to work. So you got to find the extension cord for the long phone so you can have it outside in case she rings. <laughs> we all know what that, we know what that's like. We know that like there's about two generations out here that have no clue yeah. what it's like without an iPad. Right. No clue. They don't even know that, yo, there's no such thing. There was, before you were born, there was actually no such thing as smart TV. Right. There was there you know was I mean? really no such thing as internet, to be honest with you. Yeah, Mainstream, was, you know. Yeah, it was dial-up. You had to plug in your phone. So my point, I'm, the point I'm trying to make that, yo, we're, we're in a, as much as we love technology, we actually in a dangerous territory with the shortest thing. Because if you get in the gas shortage can get hacked and, and create this massive story, think about it. Yeah. Just the power, just somebody getting into the power and shutting down half of the country. That's enough to like bring us back to the dark ages. Yeah, and it, it's not like the guys who who hacked the um gas. It, it's not like they were like Bin Laden's cousins or nothing like that. It yeah. was it was just like normal people. <laughs> yeah. People bro t- if you know how to code and you can and you work on it every day on coding for 5 6 years, you can get to the level of hacking a country. Right. If you're that good at coding, you're that good at you're 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 that good. You can get to that level. That's why coding is the biggest thing now because you can get into anything. Yeah, that's if you're the, good enough. That's the that's the new kind of like cold war or warfare. Yeah, here, you know, yeah. it's just wars aren't gonna be like you know people invading a country shooting and stuff. It's gonna be people taking information, using that information for something or or hacking yeah. things. You know. And then once they break you down, if they can hack, like I said, they hacked the power grid, let's just say, for a year. They done broke down the country. Everybody all, you know, And that would happen wild. in a matter of 90 now they days. Can, now they can come over and invade, you know. Everybody's yeah. all crazy. Yeah, you take the power grid away, you'll everybody will be broken down in 60 to 90 days. Yeah. yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, probably you, faster you, than that. But I'll give, you you, I'll give that, that to you. I'll give you 60 <laughs> to 90. When you realize that water don't turn hot, <laughs> it's two degrees outside. That water don't turn hot. It's not going to turn hot because you there's no power. Yeah. You know what? I'm changing my mind. Two weeks. <laughs> no, but we got to get, you know, but seriously, pay attention out to the stock market. 
man, um, there might be some opportunities in the future. It's all depending on how the summer goes. Will depend on how the rest of the year goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy that we're already in May. I know, I know. Yo, let, let we running over, man. So, yo, you can find me anywhere at Camboni one one C A M B O N I one one. Join Marathon Money Plus if you want some 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 great content, extra great content, and um. Shout out to everybody who subscribed to Marathon Money Plus. Shout out to everybody that support Marathon Money, period, man. Um, and where can they find you, Kenny? Yo, KennyCon23 on Instagram, Kendrick Collin, two ends in the middle on Twitter. Hit me up, Marathon Money Plus, Marathon Money. Um, yo, we out here. We're making things happen. We taking a beating with y'all. <laughs> Head to the good and the bad. But we're going to be up. We're going to be up. Don't worry. We're going to be up. <laughs> All right, man. Peace. Peace.